Welcome into another episode of Locked on Phillies. The Phillies take their series finale against the San Diego Padres and win the series two games to three. Zach Wheeler was dominant. Kyle Schwarber hit another leadoff home run. The Phillies had another multi-home run game. And there's a lot to get into as we head down the home stretch. We'll check in on the wild card race and a team that's streaking like crazy trying to catch the Phillies. And what's the most important series remaining for the Philadelphia Phillies? We'll discuss all of that on today's episode of Locked on Phillies. You are Locked On Phillies, your daily Philadelphia Phillies podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, this is another episode of Locked On Phillies. I'm your host, Connor Thomas. Thanks for checking us out. Locked On Phillies, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You can hear my work plenty of other places, including 97.5 The Fanatic on the radio, NBC Sports Philadelphia, occasionally on the television side, credentialed Philadelphia Phillies media member, all that good stuff. Please make sure you're rating, reviewing, subscribing to the YouTube. That really helps us out here at Locked On Phillies. And today's episode is brought to you by Sleeper. Swing for the fences on Sleeper Picks. And you could win up to 100 times your money. Download the Sleeper app and use promo code LOCKEDON and you'll get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms are used for details currently operational in over 30 states. Check out our friends over at Sleeper today. I'm going to be a little bit shorter of an episode today. I'm a little under the weather. I don't feel great at all. But um, wanted to get this out for you because a nice series win for the Philadelphia Phillies and a, a, a game that deserves recapping when it comes to what the Philadelphia Phillies have been able to do lately. They take the series finale in San Diego. Now, they lost last night's late-night game. They got shut out, did not look good. Michael Lorenzo did not have his best start. I'll tell you what, I thought his process of pitching looked better. Let me explain to you a little bit what I mean on that, right? Uh, so I thought his spots were better. I thought his contact that he induced was weaker than in previous outings. I thought his control, like I said, with the spots it was better than it had been in the two starts where he had really struggled since having the two starts to be really good, the no-hitter and the uh, the long, deep outing in his uh, debut as a Philly, but still not good enough for a postseason performance. Like, that's not what I'm saying. I talked about it a little bit on the radio this morning, and I was like, I actually thought Lorenzen looked slightly better in his last night's start, but the result was not good at all. And the Phillies offense didn't give him any help. Uh, he had some weak contact, and you get shut out, and bullpen didn't look great again, and then all of a sudden, the next thing you know, ball game over, and you got to play today to win the series and try to take two out of three. But my goodness, did the Phillies show up today uh, to take the series, and mainly Zach Wheeler. He absolutely battled today. One of his best starts of the year. His swing and miss stuff on his fastball was insane. Uh, his final pitching line as he gets his 11th win of the year was six innings of one hit ball, no runs, none earned obviously, two walks, seven strikeouts. He threw 105 pitches. So he was working deep counts. And yeah, he just was winning them. He was getting deep into counts. He only allowed three base runners and one hit. Like he just. He was very, very good, and it was surprising that the pitch count got as high as it did, as quickly as it did. Like six full innings, uh, you'd normally expect, you know, one hit performance with only two walks, seven, maybe eight from a pitcher like Wheeler. But again, just some deep counts, but he was getting guys out, and he looked really, really good in today's game. If Zach Wheeler can pitch like that down the stretch and into the postseason, 
it's going to be really tough for a team to take the first game of a series against the Philadelphia Phillies or whatever game Wheeler's pitching, depending on how that shakes out. But yeah, you got to feel pretty good about him as your number one option heading into a postseason series right now. I feel great about what I saw from Zach Wheeler today. Then Saranthi Dominguez comes in, solid inning, no nothing hurt. Uh, Jeff Hoffman comes in, solid inning, two strikeouts, nothing hurt. And Matt Strom comes in, he gives up a run in the uh, bottom of the ninth, but ends up shutting the door down with two strikeouts of his own. Uh, solid work. I mean, you had a lot of runway to work with there being up 5 nothing. Yeah, just an all-around solid baseball game by the Philadelphia Phillies. If there is a complaint, it's that the offense didn't score enough for how many hits they had. They had 12 hits and 6 walks, and they only scored 5 runs. They left a lot of runners on base, and they've been kind of getting back into that lately. I'll tell you what, Trey Turner being on paternity leave is not exactly helping them. He's been a bright spot in the lineup lately. He's a really good player. You bring him back, you probably scratch a couple more runs across, but Kyle Schwarber was 2-for-4 with that leadoff home run I was talking about. We'll talk more about him in a second. Bryce Harper, a big 2-RBI double early on in the game to make it 3 to nothing, which was a huge spot for the Phillies. Uh, J.T. Romito went yard after almost going yard earlier, and uh, Juan Soto maybe brought it back. I don't think it would have gotten out, but J.T. almost hit two. Uh, and, uh, yeah, you just had a nice little day from a lot of people. J.K. had a hit. Edmundo Sosa had a hit. Brandon Marsh had a hit. J.T. obviously two including that home run. Bryce Stott, two for four. Of course he did. Uh, Castellanos, one for four. Bounces back from last night. Uh, Bryce Harper, that one for four. Alec Boehm, one for five. Uh, Kyle Schwarber, two for five. I mean, the only player that didn't have a hit was Johan Rojas, who was inserted as a defensive replacement late in that game. Uh, the Phillies were just really good at the plate, and they need to be a little bit more clutch, but you can't complain about a victory like that. And when Wheeler pitches the way that he does, well, you're going to end up with more wins than losses. So, a great series win for the Philadelphia Phillies over the San Diego Padres. The Phillies now move to a record of 77-62. and 62, And they take care of their last game out west. Like, they don't have to play outside of, or they don't have to play in the western time zone until the, uh, the postseason if they do perhaps match up with the Los Angeles Dodgers. Because that's the only west coast team, really, that you have to be worried about. Unless the Giants make, like, a deep run. And even then, you wouldn't see them until the NLCS. Yeah you're most likely done playing West Coast games until the NLCS. So that's good for my sleep schedule, for the Phillies' balance, because you better believe they get jet lag too, just like normal people. And they just need to keep winning series the rest of the way, and they'll be totally fine when it comes to playoff position. Or will they? Because there's a wildcard team that's streaking right now. And coming up, we're going to talk about them a little bit and where the Phillies are in the wildcard standings. And uh, how tight this race is actually getting. Tighter than you thought it ever was going to be. But it is. And it's a team up there in Chi-Town that's making it difficult on you. But the Phils have a chance to win another series coming up. Tomorrow will be an off day. Tomorrow, Thursday, that is, will be an off day. Friday night, they'll play the Marlins back home in South Philly. 7.05 p.m. Eastern Standard Time is first pitch on that game. You can listen to every pitch of the Phillies hometown radio broadcast of that game on the SiriusXM app. Just go to the SXM app and search Phillies, and you can pull that all up there. But, yes, we'll talk about the streaking Cubs coming up and what the Philadelphia Phillies can do to hold them off in the NL wildcard race. We'll get into that as we continue today's episode of Locked on Phillies. First, I want to tell you about our title sponsor, Sleepers. Sleepers. Sleeper. Singular. The MLB playoffs. I was reading that already. That's why I duplicated that. The MLB playoffs are around the corner. 
which means the clock is ticking on your chance to win a hundred times your money, right? You got to go ahead and check that out because daily fantasy baseball has never been more profitable. Baseball is super exciting right now. There are a bunch of studs out there. Ronald Acuna, yeah, he's pretty good. He won't be in the postseason though because the Phils are going to shut the Braves down. Mookie Betts, incredible. Shohei Otani, incredible. Uh, Bryce Harper, incredible. Like, there's so many next level talents out there around baseball. You just have to pick more or less on stats for these stars, like home runs, hits, strikeouts, and more, and you could win up to 100 times payout on sleeper. You don't have to pick the stars. You could pick some of the other players in Major League Baseball. I mean, Bryson Stott is not one of those superstars yet, but he hits the ball like crazy. Maybe you pick the over on hits for him. You could win big. And I really just, it's so simple to use this app. That's the best part about it, right? You got to get things right, but... Some apps will make you jump through hoops to figure out how to set your daily fantasy lineup or anything like that. No, and not Sleeper. It's super easy. You just select the player, the stat, the over-under, bang, you got it. Do that for a couple of players, get everything rolling. You can win up to 100 times your money. It's super easy to use. And plus, use promo code LOCKEDON and you'll get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. And uh, go ahead and check out Sleeper, the best daily fantasy baseball app out there. And uh, I love it. It's a great way to win some money. What are you waiting for? All right, yes, the Phillies are heading into an off day, and then they'll take on the Marlins Friday night, 7.05 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You can listen to every pitch of the Phillies' hometown radio broadcast of that game on the SiriusXM app. Just go to the SXM app and search Phillies, and you can pull that all up there. But let's take a look in on the standings in the NL wildcard race because it is getting interesting. The Phillies are still the top wildcard team, and today's game really helped them out because the Cubs were up to, I mean, within a game of the Philadelphia Phillies. Now they're a game and a half out on the Phillies. The Phillies are five up on the final wildcard spot, so they're fine as far as making the playoffs. But the Cubs are 76-64, and 64, man. They've won seven of their last ten games. Their run differential has gone through the roof. They've got a 101 run differential. For an example, the Phillies have a plus 69. Nice run differential, and they've had this great offense cooking for the past month and a half or whatever. I mean, the Cubs are one of the hottest teams in baseball. They're 40-31 and 31 at home, and they've just been streaking as of late. A really, really hot stretch for the Chicago Cubs. The Phils need to hold them off because you don't want to go up there to, uh, to Chicago and deal with uh, the Windy City and Wrigley Field and a playoff environment. Like, I don't care if you think the Cubs are not that good of a baseball team. I kind of subscribe to that as well. Like, I look at the talent level and I say the Phillies are better. But there are places that you don't want to go and play. Places where the fan base is ravenous. Places where they've won recently. Places where they really love to be a baseball town. And Chicago is one of those spots. I don't want to play in Wrigley come October. I don't think it's quite what Citizens Bank Park will be. But if you're the second wild card seed, you don't get to play at Citizens Bank Park. You got to win two or three games on the road, and it felt like an anomaly that the Phillies did that last year. Even if the Phillies are the better team in my mind, I'd much rather them be playing at Citizens Bank Park. So you got to hold off the Chicago Cubs. The issue is uh, the strength of schedule. Well, the Cubs benefit from that. Okay, I'm going to pull it up from our friends over at Tankathon. For strength of schedule remaining for Major League Baseball teams. I always check on in on this when I'm checking uh, the wild card races because it gives you a good idea of who's going to end up where 
regardless of how hot teams have been lately or anything. So the Phillies have the ninth hardest schedule remaining in all of baseball. The Chicago Cubs, the 21st hardest in all of baseball. It's a much tougher road for the Philadelphia Phillies. Now, the Cubs still have three against Atlanta. They have seven against the Diamondbacks. They have three against the Brewers, who currently lead the NL Central. I mean, there's some opportunities for them to slip up for sure. And they almost feel like they've been so hot for so long that some type of collapse is coming. There's at least some type of regression towards the mean of what type of team they are. But, I mean, the Phillies still have seven games against the Braves. That's going to be huge. They have these three against the Marlins. Marlins are a tough team, and the Marlins are still fighting for their wild card life. I mean, you look at it, they're a half game out of the final wild card spot. The Phillies could really put a damper on uh, their season by sweeping them or taking two or three in Philadelphia. You better believe the Marlins are coming to play because they're tied with the Diamondbacks, both a half game back of the Cincinnati Reds, who currently have the final wild card spot. I mean, this is going to come down to the last day of the season, it feels like, the NL wild card race. Not so much for the Phillies or the streaking Cubs, but for those teams that are right on the brink. And the Marlins are going to play you tough. You've got to go out there and try and win every series you can. I thought it would be as simple as if you win a series every other or like two of every three series and everything like that, you'd have enough to stave off the Cubs. I don't think so anymore, folks. Like I keep saying, I think a regression might be coming for Chicago because I don't think they're as talented of a baseball team as they're playing right now. They're out over their skis, but they just keep winning. So the Phillies also have to just keep winning. And uh, it's, it's just a very interesting wild card race when it comes to the team trying to track you down. I don't think the Cubs will do it. I still, at this point in time, feel confident that the Philadelphia Phillies are your top wild card seed in the National League. But it's not a sure thing by any stretch of the imagination. they got a ways to go. They're only a game and a half up, and they have, what's, uh, let's see, let's do some math here. 77 and 62 is the record. So 139 games, 162 minus 139. They have 23 games remaining. That's probably an easier way to look that up. But anyway, they have 23 games left and a game and a half lead. That's, whew, you're, you're not out of the woods yet. But you are at a point where if the Cubs falter and lose two or three, and you, like, sweep a team, well, then you could be looking pretty darn good. So, on the other hand, if you get swept and the Cubs stay hot, you could be on the outside looking in of that top wild card uh, spot. So, a lot can change this late, and the games are super, super important from series to series and all that good stuff. And uh, it just, I feel confident still the margin for error is diminished by getting closer to the end of the schedule and by the Cubs playing so well. So, that's a little update on where you stand on the NL wildcard race. If I had to guess right now, the teams that end up in the playoffs for the National League, I think the Phillies will be in it. I think the Cubs will be in it. And I think the Arizona Diamondbacks take that final spot. I really do. I just think they have an NL Cy Young candidate and Zach Allen. Corbin Carroll is nasty. I just kind of like to make it of that team better than the Reds or the Marlins or the Giants who are sitting two and a half games out of that final wild card spot and look dead in the water. They're 500 right now. So that's my picks at this given time. We'll revisit week to week uh, on that wild card race. But coming up, I want to look into the most important series left for the Philadelphia Phillies. What are you looking at as far as they need to have this series? Because I have a couple in mind that I'm going to try and talk through and come to a conclusion. We'll get into that next as we wrap up today's episode of Locked on Phillies. All right, one more time, I want to let you know the Phillies are off 
tomorrow night, Thursday night. But they'll play again Friday night. They'll be back home in South Philly, and it'll be a 7.05 p.m. start, Eastern Standard Time. You can listen to every pitch of the Phillies' hometown radio broadcast of that game on the SiriusXM app. Just go to the SXM app and search Phillies, and you'll be able to pull that all up there. We'll have Christopher Sanchez on the mound. He's going to be facing off against Yuri Perez. We'll talk more about that series and that game tomorrow uh, for our off-day episode. There's also some fun like fringe stuff I want to get into. Kyle Schwarber's performances, Trey Turner's bounce back, the bullpen numbers, what you're doing in the outfield as Christian Pache is healthy again, all this good stuff. Like I want to look into all of that. So uh, we'll discuss all that on tomorrow's episode. But I, where I wanted to wrap up is look at the series the rest of the way for the Philadelphia Phillies and talk about the most important series versus the least important series. So the Phillies have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven series remaining. The series are as follows. They'll play three against the Marlins at home. They'll play four against the Braves at home. They'll play three against the Cardinals in St. Louis. They'll play three against the Braves in Atlanta. They'll play four against the Mets at home, three against the Pirates at home, and two against the Mets up in New York to round out the season. So more home games than away games. That's a good thing for the Philadelphia Phillies. As far as the most important series to me, well, the number one most important series is the road series in Atlanta. Those three games down there, if you can prove that you can beat the Atlanta Braves down there in Atlanta, that will be a huge confidence boost heading into a postseason where they're probably your second-round opponent. So that's something to keep an eye on there for the Philadelphia Phillies. After that one, it's the four-game set with Atlanta at home. Your matchup with the Braves is the biggest one. They're the best team you have left on your schedule because they're probably the best team in baseball if you haven't been following along. Um, but also, they're going to be a team that you most likely see in the postseason. So, hey, prove you can beat them. Prove you can handle it. They already did last year at the Phillies. They have confidence. But to do it again this year heading into the postseason, you're going to sow seeds of doubt in the heads of a team that has been incredible and is probably going to hit the most home runs in the history of baseball. So take care of business against them. Outside of those two, the third biggest series is this one you're heading into right now against the Miami Marlins because they're a playoff caliber opponent. They're fighting for something still. You're kind of trying to fight off a stretch from the Cubs that is really good. So keeping ground with them is super important at the current time. So this would be number three is their series with the Miami Marlins. The fourth most important I guess it would be the four-game set against the Mets just because it's four games and it's a, uh, it's a divisional opponent, but that doesn't seem like too big of a deal to me. Uh, the fifth biggest would be the, the matchup with the, Card- or the Pirates down near the end, three games with the Pirates, because that could be a last, uh, little, last push for the postseason there. You might have to stave off the Cubs one last time or the Diamondbacks, the Reds, the Marlins, whoever ends up being there. I think it will be the Cubs, but... That might be the determining factor. Then it's the Cardinals three-game series, and the least important one is that two games at the end of the season against the Mets. If it comes down to those two games against the Mets, the Philadelphia Phillies, are they've failed. They should be locked into a postseason spot before that. And hopefully they'd be locked into the top wildcard spot before that to the point where those final two games don't matter. You look at how they round out the schedule. you got four against the Mets, three against the Pirates. If you take like five of those seven games, six of those seven games, I find it hard to believe that Chicago is going to keep up with you there. And as we get close to that, we'll look into what Chicago's schedule looks like to match the Phillies at the end. But keep pace now. Get to a point where that easy finish 
gives you the opportunity to put Chicago away. And then that final series against the Mets, rest everybody and get ready for your playoff rotation. That's the formula. You just got to go ahead and do it. But today, the Phillies took care of business. Tomorrow, a day of rest as they come back from the West Coast. We'll talk to you tomorrow about some general stuff like I brought up to start the segment. And then a fun weekend series against the Marlins with a lot on the line. So uh, that's all for today's episode of Locked on Phillies. Thank you so much for checking us out. Make sure you're rating, reviewing, subscribing to the YouTube, all that good stuff. And I will talk to you tomorrow on the next episode of Locked on Phillies.